1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, For those looking for James today, I'm Brent Kastanowski, a good friend of James, sitting in, uh, filling in for him, some big shoes to fill, but... uh, a lot of good things to talk about. Obviously, uh, we can talk about Super Bowl uh, 45, uh, fantastic game, I think, in my opinion, between uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, lots of topics we can get into today. So, if you want to be a part of the program, go ahead and give us a call right now. Uh, we are at triple eight three four six ninety one forty four. That's eight 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 three four six nine one four four. I thought the Super Bowl was, uh, you know, in my opinion, it was a pretty good game. I mean, you, Green Bay gets off to a quick start. Looks like it may be going to be a blowout, to, uh, you know, a quick 21-3 to uh, lead. Um, but you had to kind of know that Pittsburgh was not going to sit still. They were going to, uh, you know, mount a little bit of a comeback. I'm not a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan, but you got to give the guy a little bit of credit. I don't think he had... Uh, probably what would be considered his best game by far. I mean, I think he was what uh, 25 of uh, 40, couple hundred yards, 263 yards, couple of TDs, two interceptions. Uh, the interceptions uh, and of course the uh, you know the huge fumble by Richard Mendenhall. I think that was uh, you know obviously 21 points off of three turnovers. You know the obviously the difference in the ball game. Um, it's it's one of those games I think though that was that ranks right up there. I think it was one of those things that you know had excitement. We had an opportunity for you know anybody could win. Uh, two minutes to go in the game. Uh, you, you kind of uh, had visions of a few years ago when Pittsburgh uh, rallied to beat the uh, beat the Cardinals. You um, wondered if Big Ben was going to uh, kind of fulfill that legacy that everybody kind of wants him to have and uh, march down the field and. And you know, kind of take control of the game, and uh, you know, he looked—he uh, looked a little human on Sunday. I think uh, some of his luster, some of his mystiques, maybe some of that—that uh, that magic has uh, has sort of worn off. And I think uh, it was definitely the stage for Aaron Rodgers. He stepped up, played huge. I mean, if you really want to stop and think about that, we can go back a few years and and just kind of watch his progression from you know sitting behind Brett Favre. Obviously, to taking the reins over a couple of years back, and and you you watch him on the field, and I think he's got a lot of poise, just a lot of moxie. A little, he's kind of got that look in his eye, like like the players believe in him. I think the fans believe in him, and and you know he took the world's biggest stage, kind of stepped up, and and, and really got the job done. You know, if you really want to stop and think about it, you know, a six seed isn't the first time that a six seed has uh, has actually contended for the title. Um, you know, it's happened, uh, I think on another occasion, I believe Pittsburgh was also a six seed at one point too. So, um, but if you really want to stop and think about that, Aaron Rodgers, really, they had to win a couple of late season games, um, to actually even get into the playoffs. I mean, they, uh, then they, you know, went in, took care of Philly, uh, knocked off Atlanta, which I really thought Atlanta was going to de- definitely be the, uh, cream of the crop of the NFC. Uh, and then really just took it to Chicago as well in the uh, in the NFC Championship game. I thought they came out. I thought they had a nice, uh, nice balanced attack. Um, lots of uh, you know, lots of balance between uh, the running game as well as the passing game. I think uh, he had that look in his eye. Aaron Rodgers looked like he knew they were going to win. Uh, I think there were some moments, uh, especially early in the second half, when. Uh, they looked a little disorganized. That maybe that late score right before halftime to make it twenty one ten um might have uh, you know, caused uh, the, the the momentum to so to speak to switch over to Pittsburgh's side. But I think, you know again we'll go back and talk about those turnovers. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh's driving looking like maybe they're gonna possibly take the lead. Um, and and, and Richard Mendenhall that was just unbelievable that was a huge fumble uh, a huge turning point in the game uh, Pittsburgh had all the momentum going that way and Aaron Rodgers took advantage of it I mean he had a fantastic game uh, 304 yards three touchdown passes and um, yeah I, I just I think it was fantastic so uh, kudos to Rodgers pleased that he's around I think he's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with down the road and uh, we got a caller on the line right now. We got Rod from Omaha. Rod, hey. are you there?
3: Yes, sir. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for joining the show. Not
3: a problem. Hey, uh, you nailed it, Rodgers. Yeah, he, he looked really good.
2: Yeah. Well, what did you think? I mean, I mean, if you're starting a team in today's environment, you know, everybody talks about Tom Brady. Everybody talks about Peyton Manning. Obviously, they're getting a little uh, older. What about uh, you? Know, you know, is the conversation now? Do you take Aaron Rodgers to build your franchise around?
3: And not if I was a Patriot, no. (laughs) Tom Brady hey, NFL MVP, man, that's awesome. Uh, No, no, hey, uh, Green Bay couldn't ask for a better quarterback at this moment. No, he couldn't. Uh, You know, Brett Favre, yes, he's getting older. He's moved on, and now it's the Aaron Rodgers era.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Aaron Rodgers really, like I said, I think he, when I watched him on Super Bowl, he, even in, during the course of the playoffs, he kind of had that little, I don't know, that little half smile, if you noticed that. Like, he just kind of like the, the, the cat who ate the mouse type of uh, grin on his face. Like, he just kind of knew they were going to win. And I think he stepped up. I think he uh, he showed the world that he is you know worthy of of consideration of at least you know putting him in the upper echelon of quarterbacks when you're talking about a Tom Brady you're talking about a Peyton Manning you're talking about a Ben Roethlisberger um I think Aaron Rodgers is is part of that conversation right now
3: Oh absolutely absolutely and and I don't think it surprised many people look at the sports books if you could <laughs> they they took a huge hit this year I read
2: Yeah well, everybody, absolutely everybody everybody
3: which all over Green Bay to win that
2: yeah absolutely I think uh you know you know it's hard to think that a sixth seed um but you know is is gonna be favored against uh you know a team that's been in the super Bowl what three times in the last six years uh, and you know but really the, they're two storied franchises you know you got uh title town u s a uh, winning their fourth super Bowl Pittsburgh with in just Pittsburgh, still six yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. so um yeah, it's good. Hey, let's go. You know what? I got another caller I want to bring online to a special guest. James, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, Brent? Hey, James. Good. You got Rod on the phone from Omaha as well.
3: How you doing, hey, good Rod? To hear you. Good. Good. Hear, good to hear you.
2: Hey, James. Thanks for letting me fill in, man. Uh, what do you oh. think about the Super Bowl this uh, this week?
4: You know, I was telling everybody, Brent. We don't ever me who will win. I think Pittsburgh is a better team, but as you look at football. Who's ever hot in the last five or six weeks of the playoff and the regular season? That's the team going to win because they got that momentum.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, you look at, I mean, you know, we're here in Arizona, so we always kind of reference back to the Cardinals. I mean, who would have ever thought the Cardinals would have made it to the Super Bowl a few years ago? But they got hot at the right time uh, and, you know, almost shocked the world. And I think, uh, I think Green Bay did the same thing. They
4: were absolutely hot at the right time. Yeah, Greenberg really did and and it was just hot and like you say, look at all the players that got injured and they still was able to still win the game. Because they had that momentum from their team and you know, once you had that momentum in the NFL, nobody could beat you on any Sunday.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, like I said, Pittsburgh gained a little bit of momentum uh, right before half with that score. And then, you know, all of a sudden, there seems like every single defensive back that Green Bay had started to go down. You know, you had Charles Woodson uh, breaking his collarbone. Uh, You know, it kind of looked like maybe that momentum swing uh, uh, was going to go in Pittsburgh's favor. But I think, again, that was a huge fumble by Richard Mendenhall. It's some, something he's not really known for. I think he's had a pretty good season overall and um you know, you can't place the blame on one play, but that was a big turning point in the game. Don't you think, Rod?
3: No, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> that pickoff too, Ben threw it uh, perfect right to that. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, he got uh, you know, I guess in his defense he did get his arm hit uh, on that uh on that one throw that sco- when they scored the touchdown uh to make it 14-nothing. Um but I, 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 I thought
3: that was a big turning point myself. I, I mean, wow, to come out to a big lead like that, that, that was nice, really yeah. nice.
2: Yeah, and you know, James, a, a 21-3 lead against the Pittsburgh Steelers probably wasn't a safe lead, don't you agree? I mean, I think you knew Pittsburgh was going to fight back and, and give this thing a battle and, uh, you know, hopefully make this thing a, a game. And I think they did.
4: You know, it never failed that the um, Super Bowl. Everybody came from team, you to a big lead that the game will be a blowout. And I don't think I really haven't seen one since. I think the Bears and I'm um, knowing But the game is so where anybody can score any time for so you, right, Brent? That lead, you know, I knew it would be, and I thought it would be an even closer game to that. So the lead had them to do, you know, what they started off with.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, it was 21-3. to 3. The first thing I said to some of the buddies I was watching the game with was, is like, you know what, this is not going to be a blowout. I just – Pittsburgh has too much uh, tradition. they've been there before. They know how to, they know how to play the game. Uh, like I said, I think you know, you could be right, James. I think Pittsburgh may have been the better team, but uh, I guess when watching it, you, I still kind of felt like you know Green Bay just sort of knew they were going to win the game. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Well
4: you know what Brett I'm glad to, you know, but then I got to go before I go. I want to say this. you know, NFL teams is like a family and they're very close. And, and when you poke like Green Bay has, you come you you overcome adversities. And, like, in my life, there's a lot of things that go wrong, but when you have somebody in my life that I won't say on the air, that you've been in my life, man, right? you overcome different things. So I just want to say that that's what the NFL team is. And you have people that's going to be there for you and, you know, in the direction in the right way. And that's how things gel together. And by me being in Arizona, you've been in my life. been in jail, so. I just want to throw that out there, and I have to go over thank you, Brent, and nice talking to you, Ross. James,
2: good luck. All right. All right, James. Show, hey, Brent. man. Hey, thanks, man. All right. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's it, the, the NFL, I, I agree. I think the NFL, I mean, you're talking about uh, 50-some guys who are you know, the course of uh, 16 weeks plus playoffs, plus uh, you know, training, cramp, training camp. Uh, you definitely got to have to to rely on each other, and, and I kind of think that's what Pittsburgh. Or excuse me, what Green Bay did. I think they really had that look in their face, like mm-hmm. they believed they in themselves, that they knew they that. With a
3: nice swagger, too,
2: they did. Nice swagger, exactly. And I think yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers took that lead, uh, that lead swagger role, if you will, and he really ran with it. I think he he stepped up. He showed he is an elite NFL quarterback, and you know what? Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say right now, he's going to be on. Uh, you know, a top five fantasy pick, uh, obviously for uh, for next year. I think he's uh, destined for for bigger and better things. And I think, you know, I mean, I don't know how much bigger you can get than uh, than Super Bowl. But uh, uh, I think he's he's building on a legacy that I think you know could could possibly carry carry over for some time to go. I mean, he's he's young Absolutely. enough. Absolutely. Young enough to uh, to stay in this league for quite a few years if he can, you know, remain uh, injury free, and uh, well, we'll see what happens. What do you think?
3: Uh, absolutely, I don't think he's going to hit that uh, Brett Favre Iron Man kind of status. You know, with all the all the uh, starts that Brett Favre made, but yeah, he he's got the he's got the ability. He, you're right, he's young enough. Uh, he's got a nice franchise that's, that's supporting him. Uh, hopefully it all works
2: out. Yeah, and I think I think he will. I think uh we can finally put all that uh that you know, Brett Favre uh Aaron Rodgers rhetoric to rest and I think now it's the time where you know, this is this is his stage. This is his uh his team. Uh Brett Favre is is no longer there. This is Aaron Rodgers' show. I I don't think it's really been part of the uh the topic of the conversation anymore. So, uh with that said, you know what? We're going to take a, go ahead and take a quick break. And, Rod, if you can stay on the line, we'll talk some NASCAR when you get back because I know you're a huge NASCAR fan. Yes, sir. This uh, is Brent Kastanowski. You're listening to Loving That Sports Talk.
5: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America
1: Sports. pacific time on the voice america sports channel
6: get ready to talk sports
1: Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
5: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com.
2: Now, back to the show. All right, uh, Brent Kastanowski sitting in for James Loving, and you're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. Got uh, Rod on the line uh, from Omaha. He's a big NASCAR fan. We were just talking during the break a little bit about, uh, you know, the kind of the weather here in Arizona. And you wouldn't think uh, it was spring with all the stuff going on in the Midwest and in the Northeast, but uh, we're getting ready for uh, not only spring training baseball down here, but, uh, you know, I guess uh, NASCAR season's kicking off here pretty soon as well, which is also kind of a, a sign of the spring. Isn't that, isn't that right, Rod?
3: Absolutely. Look, it gets me right back to football. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Football's <laughs> over, a little NASCAR, and then right back into football.
2: And I know those are your two sports. So, you know, Jimmy Johnson, what an incredible uh, story he is. I mean, my gosh, five titles in a row. I mean, what are the odds he'll he'll pull off number six this year? Oh,
3: I, mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I really don't think it's going to happen. You know, the, the Bush brothers, you know, Kyle and... and
2: uh, what's his bucket? Uh, who's the older brother? Kurt Busch, yeah. Kurt, Kurt, and yeah. Kyle, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'd say the one thing about NASCAR is that uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, obviously 43 teams competing each week or 43 drivers competing each week. I figure there's a good 10 or 12 people that are going to be, you know, in the in the top. Uh, top year in and year out, and and when you're talking about your Kyle Busch's, your Kurt Busch's, your Matt Kenseth's, your Jimmy Johnson's, your Tony Stewart's, exactly, you know, those are the top uh, five, sixes, you know, probably, you know, equate that to the NFL when you're talking about Pittsburgh, New England, New Orleans, teams of that nature, you know, you kind of always expect those guys to be some of the top drivers, but, uh, you know, six in a row, that'd be a huge huge undertaking i mean uh, nobody would have ever thunk that five was going to do it you know what i mean so
3: yeah absolutely i that's way back uh kale yarborough and and then the petties dominating the sport you know, if you look at jimmy johnson that's just amazing that's
4: unheard of
2: yeah i agree i think it's uh you know it's 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 a feat for the ages i mean i, I you know I, I think you either, you know, obviously you either love NASCAR or you you can't stand NASCAR. I think the ones who can't stand NASCAR think that, you know, you drive fast and you go left. But, you they know.
3: probably have never been to that carnival. That's a great atmosphere. Just go to a race and, and you know, uh, people watch and watch the sport. It's amazing. It's just it's nice to be there. I, I get that watching it on TV isn't the greatest thing in the world. But uh, it, it sure is uh, quite the spectacular. Thing
2: <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. It is. It, it, it's it's something else. It really is. It's 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 not just a race. I mean, it's actually a uh, truly an event. And I think even if you talk to some of the you know some of the supposed NASCAR haters, I think that you know the one thing that they will say is if they do attend a, an event or they do get in one of those cars and. And get an opportunity to you know see what uh, how much work is involved and how much uh skill skill yeah. strategy is involved I think uh, you know that's it 's definitely a uh, a sport that I think that uh, you know, went up huge on the rise uh, popularity, you know, doesn't really have anywhere else to go in my opinion but down a little bit from just a, the wow factor and, and and the whole corporate sponsorship you know, considering what's going on in in, in today's economy but uh, I think it's a sport that's going to be around and I think you know as long as you still have these storylines like Jimmy Johnson and you know Kurt Busch who's the guy I think everybody who, you know, or Kyle Busch I I should say the guy who everybody kind of loves to hate, so to speak. You know, yeah, I think you know, NASCAR is going to going to stay, you know, somewhat of a mainstream sport. What do you think?
3: I totally agree. Yeah, uh, that, uh, the, the coverage is amazing. Uh, everyone, you know, uh, the, the sponsorship. Uh, a lot of people are on board. I, a few of them checked out last year when the gas prices and everyone was complaining about all that. And, uh, they couldn't practice as much. They couldn't run quality, you know, testing and all that. But I. T- I think it's always going to be around. They could they could scale it back a little, and it'll always be here.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those uh, one of those sports where you know, even in a down year, you you know, you go to a, to a race at Phoenix. We're talking. I mean, what are we talking about? A hundred thousand folks out there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Daytona. I mean, that's coming up here. Real, sh- real what two weeks from now? The shootouts this weekend, and then the uh, the race is what is it? The following weekend already? The twentieth, and then
3: right after that's Phoenix.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you're talking about uh, Daytona, that's, I mean, that is, that's a spectacle in itself. I mean, I, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of fans go out there to party and, and watch the race and, and you know, kind of make a week of it.
3: They absolutely do. Yeah, I've been there for a good four-day weekend, and it's amazing. Uh, great temperature, great party, great race. Atmosphere,
2: everything. Yeah, and I think uh, you know NASCAR's done a good job of getting into some of the you know basically taking itself out of the South, so to speak, and and making it more mainstream, bringing it to you know places like Phoenix and Las Vegas and and, and even the Midwest and Kansas and and, and Texas and, and and some of the other tracks uh, that uh, you know maybe weren't there years and years and years ago with the with the Pettys and the Yarboroughs and all that good stuff. But uh, they've done a good job, and I think. As long as they continue to to put a good product, have good storylines out there, uh, Jimmy Johnson continues to contend like he does year in and year out. It's 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 something that makes it intriguing and makes people want to watch. And actually, and, and it's
3: it's something that they tweak every year. They they tweak new rules, new new uh, uh, you know with the chase rules and all that. You know, I, I think there's a couple new rules this year even, so trying to make it even more. Uh, interesting, you know, keep the fans on the edge, you know,
2: yeah, I believe they have made changes this year to uh to the to the point system um it's uh it's i I, I remember reading about it i don 't think I have it right up in front of me exactly what they 've done now, but I think it's uh it's designed so that there's not so even the player even as as you say the racers even understand the point system you know you if you're you're, you know, ten spots back. How? What does this do to you? And they've they've tried to simplify the system. I've heard some some of the drivers are 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 happy about it. Some aren't so happy about it. But you know, change always brings about uh, different opinions. And uh, and I think you know NASCAR is trying to make it more fan friendly and, and and understanding for for the, even the casual observers so that they can uh, maybe lock them into to, to watching every Sunday as well. Mm,
3: absolutely. And there's a the the young guns coming up and everything, and they, you still have the, the great old veterans. Mark Martin, I believe this is going to be his last year.
2: Well, so he says. He says that every year, doesn't he? He
3: does. <laughs> uh, I think he, he still has that rocking chair. I think Rusty Wallace is using his, but uh, Mark Martin's just got that sitting off to the side. I think they both retired that year. They each got rocking chairs, and Rusty's the only one using his.
2: Yeah, I hear you. I think, uh, you know, it, it, there's definitely some characters in, in NASCAR. And, and, you know, it's it's almost kind of like, uh, you know, the, the old wrestling shows. I mean, there's you tune in for for people that you like and and each week you, you, you kind of know that you know maybe this driver is, runs better at daytona than he does at phoenix or uh, some of the bigger tracks versus some of the smaller tracks but uh, i think there's a little bit of something for everybody i mean I, I anybody who's i who i've known who's ever gone to a nascar race and is just even like i said a casual observer uh, usually walks away saying wow that was that was kind of a party you know that wasn't it wasn't what i was expecting it wasn't absolutely. what i was expecting yeah, yeah you're absolutely right so so, other than Jimmy Johnson, uh, who else do you follow?
3: Oh, and, um, I hate to say it, but I'm a Shrub fan. I like Kyle Bush. Love me some Kyle Busch. He's, he's a great driver. He's not one of the, uh, uh, like you say, more liked drivers. Everybody loves to hate him, but I have to admit, I'm a fan of his. And I don't know, maybe he, just, you know, he, he drives a little reckless. I don't know. There's something about him. He's a great driver. Uh, he he Tore out of there, coming to, to to Toyota when he was uh, uh he was with uh, Jeff Gordon's you know uh, team, Jimmy Johnson's team, and they kind of aced him out, and then he went to Toyota, and uh, man, he really came off. Uh, just came out of the chute that year. I think he won like five of the of the first eight races or something like that, and, and then they said Toyota, you have to do something. You're winning too many races, and uh. He, he, he looks great. I think he's going to do really well this year.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's he's like you mentioned, uh he's probably not the most popular driver out there. I think he's a, he's a love him or hate him sort of guy.
3: Very aggressive,
2: yeah. Uh, very aggressive, and I think uh you know, he 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 kind of drives with that aggressiveness that probably rubs wrong on on not only some of the veteran drivers, but even probably some of the newer uh you know, young guns as well too. And um, but you know, say what you want about him, he he goes out there, he competes hard every week, and uh, you know he's always, a, I think, a force to be reckoned with.
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of them I really like. I like watching him. I, I mean, I'm a Jimmy Johnson fan. I am. He, he's a great driver. He, I don't know, he seems. I hate to say it, considerate. He's a very considerate driver. Uh, old veterans. I love Mark Martin and Jeff Burton. Uh, them guys are, you know, hopefully they'll stay around for a couple more years.
2: Yeah, and I think I think it's hard not to like uh Jimmy Johnson. He's just kind of got that sort of all-American good old boy looks to him. Uh uh you know, and, and what he's doing uh, is really, you know, it, Like I said, even if you're a casual observer and you don't really, uh, I think, care about NASCAR, I think you still have to give the guy his props. I mean, he has gone out there and competed for five consecutive seasons. We're talking about, what, we got 36 races? Is that what it is over the course of a... Uh, 36,
3: 38, something like that. Something
2: like that, yeah. I mean, so we're talking, you know, week in and week out. The guy's team shows up, performs, you know, he might not win every race, but he's always right there, gathering his points, uh, working towards, uh, you know, making sure he gets himself into, uh, into the season-ending uh, chase the last 10 minutes, or excuse me, the last 10 races of the year to determine who's going to be uh, the champion. Uh, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. If you had to pick That's somebody, uh, you know, that maybe you, you, you're not so fond of but you think might have a good season, go ahead and toss out a name or two out there and, uh, you know, tell me why you think maybe they're going to be okay this year.
3: Oh, uh, that'd, that'd probably be Tony Stewart. I'm not a huge fan. He's a great driver. I, I think it's it's, it's his uh, uh, his character. You know, he, he, he's an angry driver. As far as i got, anger management problems. You know, he he he's okay bumping, but he doesn't like to be bumped. He gets uh, a little.
2: He had a little spat down in Australia, I think, just real recently. I think <laughs> it, I uh, I read online. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what happened with that, but he he came back apologizing about something. So <laughs>
3: yeah, that's I, that, I think that happens once a year with him. Uh, I do know. It's it's a, uh, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm sure. Yeah, he's got his own team. He's going to do really well again this year. Uh, I'm not a hater, but I you know, I don't care to see him win.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you have to respect the guy. Like you know, I think it's it's, it's it again. It's NASCAR. You, you like who you like. You probably don't like who you don't like, uh, and let the chips fall where they may. You know, I I happen to you know when I follow NASCAR, I happen to like Tony Stewart. I'm not oh. a not a Kyle Busch fan. I'm, well, you know this. I, I you know we've Absolutely. talked about this before. So it's uh it, it's it's you know something. I, I I'm actually I'm. I really would like to see Matt Kenseth get back on track, you know. I mean, Matt Kenseth Yeah, would be uh, nice. I'm, yeah,
3: he's a great driver. Great driver. And he's got a great team, Carl Edwards, uh, Matt Kenseth, uh, and he's got a great team too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, there's there's some definitely some uh some good ownership out there. Um there's there's a lot of great teams, a lot of uh uh, it 's like I said, if you have an opportunity, you ever get a chance to go attend a nascar event you know i 'd say go go with an a uh, you know a, a good attitude you 're going to enjoy it uh, bring some earplugs that is the loudest thing i 've ever been to in my entire life uh, you can 't even begin to imagine that, so um I think that uh you know I'm I'm going to be kind of rooting for Tony Stewart I'm going to be rooting for Matt Kenseth and you know I got to be honest with you I wouldn't mind seeing Jimmy Johnson win 6 I you know I think you know they you kind of get that dynasty label and people want to see uh maybe get knocked off but man that's something that you don't get an opportunity to experience you know uh, somebody who's doing this what he's done at his prime for as long as he has
3: you have to go back to the 70s to see that uh, got a guy uh, a bro again, you know uh, just winning year after year after year that, that's, you have to go way back then.
2: Yeah, I hear oh, what, you. I
3: what, think what, Jeff Gordon's kind of like three in a row maybe?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if I have this. Yeah. I, don't, I think his streak is like three. But, uh, you know, to, to do five, especially with the, num- the amount of drivers and the amount of, uh, you know, technology that's out there, I, I just think it's, you know, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, incredible. Well, listen, Rod. we're getting ready to take a break here. I want to thank you for uh, calling in. I know we've got another caller on hold. We'll get to those guys here in just a second. But uh, when we come thanks back. For me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, for, thanks again, Ron.
3: You, you're welcome. Thanks a lot.
2: We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. I'm Brent Kastanowski sitting in for James Loving. All right, welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. I'm Brent Kastanowski sitting in for James Loving. And uh, Sherry, are you on on hold there?
4: I am here, yes.
2: Thanks for calling in. What's going on today, Sherry?
4: You know, I was just actually calling in. I know that James was probably listening, but I just kind of wanted to call in and, you know, just give him some words of encouragement, you know, let him know that we're all rooting for him, you know, that he gets through whatever he's going through. Get through that, and, and come on, you know, back to the show. He does an awesome job on this show, and we love him, and we are praying for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Sherry. I know uh, James is a good guy, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to be okay. I really do. I'm just yeah. going to believe that. I'm going to I'm gonna keep thinking positive stuff, and uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, he's gonna be just fine. I really do. So.
4: Yeah, I think he will too. Well, I'm I'm his publicist and also his business partner, so I'm definitely rooting for him. And and I got work for him, so whenever he's ready to come back, yeah. he's get to work and get this thing, you know, taken care of.
2: I'm sure he will. Listen, <laughs> Sherry, I appreciate you calling in.
4: Thank you. Well, you have a blessed day, and you're doing an awesome
2: job. Hey, I thank you. I appreciate it.
4: <laughs> Bye-bye.
2: All right. All right. Hey, back to the phones. We're going to talk a little uh, NBA. We've got Sam from uh, Lexington, Kentucky on the line. Sam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, man. So uh, we're switching gears. We've been talking a little bit about Super Bowl. we talked a little bit about NASCAR. And, uh, you know, before we get into uh, into the NBA what do you think about the Super Bowl game? Would uh, you know talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit? Were you uh, were you as impressed with him as I was?
7: I, I thought he did a, a stand up job. Honestly, um, I can't say I was for either team really, but objectively, I thought that uh, I thought that the Packers really kind of kind of stole the show. Um, besides that kind of late comeback by the by the Steelers, but I think Aaron Rodgers really really prove that he's earned his spot in uh, in Green Bay, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, we've been kind of hammering that point to death, but I think uh, it's it's worthy uh, of, of talking about. Aaron Rodgers, biggest stage uh, really in the world, and he went out there and just, I think he let it up. I mean, you know, no interceptions, uh, no turnovers for Green Bay. I think they played, uh, you know, reasonably well. They looked uh, they had that kind of uh, deer-in-the-headlights uh, look a little bit, uh, you know, kind of early in the second half, especially after uh, Pittsburgh scored to make it 21-17. Uh, to 17, I thought, oh, my gosh, no, you've gone too far. Don't, uh, don't let this happen to you. I was kind of pulling for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, all things considered, I think, uh, you know, you talk about uh, Peyton Manning, you talk about Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, you know, absolutely, MVP of the league. But, my gosh... For Aaron Rodgers to go out there, do what he did, perform the way that he performed, and and do it on the biggest stage. And especially as even really the late season, like I said, you know, a couple uh, big wins late in the year just to make the playoffs. And then I think he played really well when they went through, you know, Philly, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, knocked off Pittsburgh. He is definitely, you know, uh, in the conversation for, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league today. Oh absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Well let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about uh NBA, specifically, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Twenty five losses in a row, obviously NBA record, uh something that's never been done hopefully never be done again. Uh, you know, LeBron James, I'm sure he regrets making, you know, the decision, so to speak. But, you know, his decision to leave Cleveland and go to Miami, I think, in hindsight, you know, he did what was best for him and his situation. I mean, he – if you really want to sit down and evaluate that, he carried that team for the – all the years that he was there, I mean, that's, that kind of goes without saying. But, you know, when, when your supporting cast includes somebody like, you know, Antoine Jameson and uh, Delonte West, you know, they're, they're, they're decent players. But we're talking, you know, without LeBron James, obviously, this Cleveland team is nowhere close to competing and, and doesn't appear they'll be competing, you know, anywhere, anytime too terribly soon as well. What do you think?
4: Uh, LeBron James
7: was definitely their franchise player and uh and he owns that town. Per- uh personally I have been to Cleveland when LeBron played there. Um he had a you know an, an entire building devoted to his likeness. Um his face on it everything. I, I think that I think that they loved him while he was there and uh, you know obviously they hate him now. Um and he really did make a difference in that team. Um and it's going to be hard to recover from that.
2: Yeah, I think he's like, you know, he's he's, he's a, he's a one-in-a-million uh, shot. He, he was, you know, he was Cleveland's, you know, lottery ticket. The, oh, he, absolutely. Yeah, you're not going to get, a, you know, a, an opportunity to get probably another player even remotely close to the ability of LeBron James. Uh, I think if you found somebody who even makes an all-star team in that uh, town, uh you know you'd, you'd be hard pressed i think you know uh, the the whole off season thing with uh lebron and 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 to announce his uh, you know the decision on espn as well as uh you know the dan gilbert making his comments about uh, you know kind of inciting the town and, and getting cleveland fans so fired up and it just kind of an ugly situation i don't know if it's bad karma um you know i think i think they would have been better uh, better served just kind of you know Maybe you know taking their lumps and and keeping quiet about it. Uh, I think Dan Gilbert going to the paper wasn't necessarily the right thing, but uh, you know to 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 be what are they eight and I think forty one right now. I mean uh, twenty five losses in a row. It's 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 really hard to fathom.
7: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I I I honestly feel bad for the team. I I don't I don't think anyone wants to see them lose that many or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough rebuilding process and it'll definitely be a process. It's not going to happen anytime soon as far as I as far as I can see.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think uh you know, my gosh, you get the lottery pick, maybe you get the ping pong ball goes your way, you get the number 1 pick, but You know who's uh, who's who's that player going to be? You know, there's no there's no uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony, there's no LeBron James, there's no John Wall, there's no consensus. I think number one pick or you know some sort of a a person out there that's going to you know make a complete difference for your organization. So uh, I definitely agree. I think Cleveland's going to have a a long road to hoe, so to speak, and. you know, I think if we're going to get off the snide, so to speak, and, and, and get off that 25 losses, I mean, they've got a stretch of eight games in a row at home right now. Uh, playing t- Detroit tonight, uh, they've got the Clippers, they've got uh, Washington, uh, then then it's another tough stretch. So still at home, though, against the Lakers, Houston, uh, the New York Knicks, and Phillies. So uh, you'd hope with an eight-game home stand uh no back to backs in there. They actually have a nice, I think like a week long break between uh Washington uh and the uh and the Lakers game. But uh if you're looking at those eight teams, you gotta figure maybe tonight against Detroit, possibly uh next week against uh Washington and the Wizards. Uh the Clippers, I think uh, you know, playing a little bit better this year. Um the Lakers, obviously, you know they're they're the Lakers. They are they are who they are. Uh, Houston, New York. I think New York's the last team that uh, that uh, the Cleveland Cavs actually beat, uh, and then Philly before they go back on the road. So, um, what do you think? I mean, you got eight in a row. Are They're going to be uh, are they gonna I, win one of those I, games in there.
7: I think they need to take it one game at a time, and they need to. I mean, they need to uh, essentially focus on just regaining a little. Respect. Self-respect and trying to trying to focus on just taking it taking it one game at a time. I mean, I don't I I don't know what else you can say at this point in the season.
2: Yeah, and I think as you know, obviously we're not professional athletes, but uh, you know, James brought brought a good point on earlier in the show when he talked about. You know your team and and taking care of each other, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers really need to come together as a group. I think they need to focus on one game at a time, maybe even break that down and make it even you know one possession at a time one i mean at a time yeah yeah i think uh, I agree they they need to go out there, they need to play hard, they need to hustle, they need to believe in each other, and you know uh, are they going to be you know getting back into a playoff hunt obviously not you obviously know not. are they going to win twenty games this year, you know obviously not. But uh, you know, can they maybe take this streak 25 uh, losses in a row and, and turn that around? I kind of think so. I think if, uh, if if they can take that uh, that chemistry, if I think if they can uh, play together, one possession at a time, believe in each other you know these these guys are professionals they 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 you touched on having some respect for yourselves uh, you know there's a lot of pride i'm i'm sure in an nba locker room or an nfl locker room or uh, any sports locker room out there so um i agree i i think i think you know my opinion is that they'll 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 get off this little hump but uh, they've got a long road to go
7: yeah i think i think they need to take this as a learning experience and just see what they can pull from it try to move forward
2: what do you think about? Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about. Uh, we could just got a couple minutes before we go to break. But uh, you know the Carmelo Anthony deal. What's uh, where what is your feelings? Where do you think he's going to end up? I know the Lakers have come into the mix recently. The Nets obviously still want him. The Knicks are are a big player. Where do you think he's going to finish up uh, this year? And then where do you think he's going to uh, to uh, end up uh, playing next year?
7: I, I, I'm not for sure about this year. Um, I, I I have a um pretty strong feeling that, you know, he's going to end up somewhere different. Um, But in my opinion, I don't think that that, that's going to be Los Angeles. I don't think that, um, I don't think that (laughs) Carmelo Anthony and uh, Kobe Bryant are really going to going to mesh the way that uh, maybe some people might want them to. I don't, I don't see Carmelo wanting to, wanting to take the, take the passenger seat to Kobe Bryant because it's still the Kobe Bryant show there. I mean, um, you got Phil Jackson. He's, you know, pretty much said he's got, he's leaving. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that that's that's where he wants to be right now.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I uh, you know, the I think it's I think it's 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 getting a lot of talk. It's getting a lot of play. And I know that uh, Carmelo and Kobe uh, got along great when they're playing for the national team, but. To to bring you know those, that's two big egos and two big scores and and
7: yeah exactly
2: yeah scores I, in general yeah I I, th- I still think Carmelo ends up being a Nick I don't know whether it's going to happen this year maybe they'll rent a player so to speak and he'll go to you know. Uh, who knows where, uh, you know, for the last half of the season, get a team over the hump. And, um, right. But I think when push comes to shove, he's going he's to be a Nick and uh, I-, I don't blame him. I think uh, it's a good situation. It's his hometown, a big stage. gets to play with Amari. Why not?
7: Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I would like to see him personally go to the Knicks as well.
2: Yeah, fantastic. We will see. I hear you. Well, listen, Sam, appreciate you uh, calling in. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, go Wildcats. I'm sure you're a big fan. Uh, <laughs>
7: Absolutely. Go Cats. Uh, go. Uh, we had a big, big win
2: last night. So, yeah. All right. Saw so that against Tennessee. Well, listen, we're getting ready to go ahead and take a break. Uh, when I come back, i got uh, some more people on hold. We'll go ahead and touch base with them. You're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. I'm Brent Kastanowski sitting in for James Loving.
6: on the Voice America Sports Network. Get ready to talk sports.
1: Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel.
5: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at
2: yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. All right, and welcome back. I'm Brent Kastanowski sitting in for James Loving, and you are listening to Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, been a good show this week Uh, so far we talked a lot about uh, the Super Bowl Aaron Rodgers and his performance on the the world's biggest stage Uh, spent a little time talking NASCAR, season's kicking off here I think uh, this weekend as well Got into a little bit about the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and their 25 losses uh, Carmelo, Anthony and uh, Jimmy, we got Jimmy on hold are you there Jimmy?
8: yeah how you doing today today, Brett?
2: good, what's on your mind today?
8: I'm doing great, doing great. Uh once I just want to say thank you for doing a great job. I've been listening to you the last few minutes. You've been doing you've been doing good, man. I want to tell you, you're doing a good job.
2: Hey, I appreciate that. What's going on today, Jimmy? Uh not too much, man.
8: Just uh calling first of all, I I, I was calling uh to speak to j well y'all call him James Loving, but I call him Jimmy from uh from my uh, neighbor of Chicago. See,
2: exactly. So I know I know the story Illinois yeah.
8: and uh yeah, I had uh, called him maybe a, a week or two or whatever, and, uh, you know, um, I don't know Think he's not feeling good or something's going on, but I just want to tell him to keep his head up. You know, a lot of guys are praying for him to, you know, no matter what it is, just keep your faith right. And like I said, there's nothing you can't go through if you got your faith right, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree.
8: Right, but no, I was just concerned about him, and uh I just, you know, I was calling the show. I didn't even know you were on there, and then I found out that he wasn't there. And then uh, I wanted, like I said, once again, anytime you're filling in for somebody, everybody can't do that. But from what I'm listening, you, you're hitting everything on on point And like I said, he's got a good person that's backing him up. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to tell you that, you know.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Jimmy. Why I got you on the phone? I mean, obviously, you, what well, you must be a must be a Bears fan. I'm guessing.
8: Oh yeah, man! Like I said, it's been a while. I couldn't watch uh, ESPN for about uh, about a week or two, man. That kind of thing. It made everybody Chicago sick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, once it was over with, you know, I heard about a few things he was going through, but I don't know. I guess to me, I felt like he could have did, you know, put on put on a brace, whatever it took, you know, or took off your uniform, just like uh, if if I'm looking at the Super Bowl, right when Charles Woodson went for that ball, and all of a sudden he broke his collarbone. You know, he came back out with his pads out, you know, wrapped up. Where well, you could see the man was not going to return. So I guess a lot of people felt, well, at least he wasn't going to return, but he didn't give his all compared to somebody in his uniform, walking around, you know what I'm saying? And it just made a lot of guys in Chicago feel like he could have played.
2: Yeah, and I agree. I think, uh, you know, it was it was – the way that it was portrayed on the sidelines. I mean he's walk like you you hit it right on the head, Jimmy. He's walking around, looks like he's kind of disinterested. Looks like maybe if they called his name he could run back into the game and I think it, it really upset not only some of the the casual fans, but as well as some of the, you know, the diehard Chicago Bears fans, as well as you know, a lot of NFL players.
8: Right. I mean, I hate to say it, but in some situation you thought he was get paid. You know what I'm saying? I mean when you see somebody just get up, you know, just stop playing, no reason. I mean, we knew the reason after the fact, but I'm just saying it's a championship game. It don't get no bigger than this. And then, to the top it off, Green Bay wins it. You know, they win the Super Bowl, which, you know, Chicago wins the division, but the second place guy wins the Super Bowl. So that's really rare you really find that in, in any type of, you know, you know, when you're competing for any type of championship or any type of race with any sport, that you win the division, but the person underneath you win the whole thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. So let me ask you, I know you're a Bears fan, but, you know, uh, you 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 kind of hold true to your division as far as the NFC North's concerned. Were you happy to see Green Bay uh, make it back and uh, and play the way they played uh, in Super Bowl 45?
8: Well, I'm not going to even lie. It was hard to share with Green Bay. I think anybody who a true Chicago fan, I mean, I couldn't see it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was kind of cheering for Pittsburgh. You know, whatever reason, spurt, I was trying to look at. But, I mean, I know the NFC was basically the division you want to win. So if you're going by the division part of it, I mean, yeah, you had a little hope for Green Bay, but, you know, me being, you know, down hard Chicago fan, I mean, I'm disappointed that we didn't make it. So it's just like I couldn't cheer for the the team that beat me, you know what I'm saying? So that's the only reason why. But, I mean, once again, you know, then you look at the bigger picture of it, of uh, of a man who was sitting in the the wings, you know, with one of the greatest, you know, quarterbacks, you know, in Brett Favre, and he waited his turn, and then the, the whole team, or the should I say the organization, trusted in him to let this man, one of the greatest football players, go to another team and then trust everything on this guy who had his problems, you know, everybody doubted him, you know, you heard words back and forth, and all of a sudden, now nah, he's the man, now nah. now nah, he's got the belt on, now nah. nah, that little thing he does with the belt, I mean, I felt like he kind of earned it, you know, I mean, he paid his dues, I never heard him, Make any negative suggestions about Brett Favre and, and how he did this and that. You never heard anything. You just knew that he knew that he could do it. And it also shows you about uh, anybody that's in the waiting that believes in themselves and know that you can be successful or just know that you're a champion. You know, And, and sometimes you can have two champions on the team. You just got to work till a turn. And Rogers did. He waited his turn, and look what happened. Now he's the MVP, MVP of – of the Super Bowl, and like I said, and and, and I think he's going to get another one. Hopefully not next year, but he's going to get another one before his career is over
2: with. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'm sure even as a a Chicago fan, it probably pains you to say that, uh, you know, Green Bay's got probably, you know, my opinion, the better quarterback. I would take... uh, uh, an Aaron Rodgers over a Jay Cutler any day of the week, uh, you know, t- t- knee strain or no knee strain. I, I still think Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he he showed himself as the consummate professional. He he. You, you hit it right on the head, I mean, Jimmy, when you said, you know, he sat in the wings and did his thing and and learned from, you know, one of the best players probably to play the game, Brett Favre. Uh he he took over that team. He he showed a lot of moxie, a lot of grit, a lot of determination and he looked like he was having fun out there. Uh watched him out throughout the entire playoffs and I, I think he showed that he he's a he's a force to be reckoned with. I do agree, I think he'll will get he will return back to the Super Bowl. I don't know if it'll be next year or uh down the road, but I, I think when you you take a a player of his caliber, uh it's hard to say he's not gonna get back there.
8: And then like I said, you know, I work I work I work with youth in uh, in Chicago and like The biggest thing, like when you were saying that I really got out of it, and it's really like a a big thing. I I try to teach my kids and really, you know, teach everybody who's listening right now uh, of any situation that maybe you come in where you're not, you know, the number one person or you're the bottom. But if you work hard and you stay on your grind and you don't complain and you just do your job, and and every day you're going to get better doing your job. Because anything you do consistently, you're going to get better at and if you stay competitive, and you know, just stay peace of mind that you can overcome anything. And that's the, like I said, the, not just the sport aspect of what what Rogers did, but just the life teaching um, that I think that he also showed people. When, like I said, when you know, when when you replace anyone or when people doubt you, I mean, there's everybody doubted him. I'm quite sure no one thought he was going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl or that they even got there. All their games are the way games. So the fact that the way they went about it, I mean, odds were totally against it. But once again, it was a teaching that you can teach your kids, young adults, anybody on any type of job, that you can know that if you start any job, you can be the, the, the I mean, you can be the janitor. That who's the same one day? You can't operate this building and you can run it yourself because you started from the flow up, which means you've seen everything from the, from the bottom all the way up to the top. Which is the same thing with Rodgers did, being the bottom. As far as I'm concerned, being the backup, never getting your chance, and then when you got your chance, no one really believed in you. And then it took it took a year, maybe a year or two, and then like I said, look what you had now. You in Disney World, you know, sitting up with Mickey Mouse.
2: Yeah, I, I you absolutely hit it on the head. I think uh, it just kind of goes to show, no matter uh, what your circumstances are, you put your nose to the grindstone, you can do anything to uh, to persevere and to and to make. Uh, you know, make your life better. Maybe uh, you know you might not end up on the on the world's biggest stage like an Aaron Rodgers did, but um, you can you can do what you need to do. You got to just be positive and, and stay focused, and you're going to be just fine. And hey, listen, Jimmy, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, big shout out to James Loving. I appreciate having him uh, let me sit in and do his show today. Loving that sports talk. Also, I want to thank Rod for calling in, uh, Rod from Omaha, as well as Sam from Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Brent Kastanowski. you you're listening to loving that sports talk